How's it going, everybody? Sorry, this episode's going to be a little bit shorter, but I'm going to be talking about the movie news. Uh, got a couple pieces of Marvel news, some DC news, and going to be talking about a couple of trailers that were released. After that, I'm going to be reviewing WandaVision Episode 7, titled Breaking the Fourth Wall. And after that, I'm going to be reviewing the new Disney Plus movie, Flora and Ulysses. Um, and at the very end, I will be talking, or I will be going over some questions. I put out a Facebook and Instagram story asking for questions to answer in this episode. And I think I'm going to be doing that week to week if possible, uh, while the, whether I put them at the beginning or end uh, might vary from week to week, but I put them at the end for this one. So got a few questions there and yeah, that'll be it for this week. Like I said, a little bit shorter of an episode, but I should have a good one next week. Uh, let me see. Should be reviewing the X-Men franchise. Uh, if I Hopefully I can get through all of those. I, I got through a couple already. But going to be reviewing those as well as WandaVision Episode 8. And... Yeah, I'm going to go over some questions if I get any. And let me see what's getting released. Movies. And it'll take me just a sec to figure out what's coming out next week. I can never keep track. Let's see, so... Uh, Tom and Jerry is coming out on uh, HBO Max and in theaters. Cherry should be coming out on Apple TV Plus. So probably going to review both of those. Um, let me see. That might be it. Yeah, it looks like that'll be it. Those are both coming out on Friday. So I'll be reviewing hopefully the X-Men franchise as well as Tom and Jerry on HBO Max and in theaters on February 26th as well as Cherry on Apple TV Plus that same day. Um, what else we got coming out soon? On March 4th, we got the SpongeBob movie, Sponge on the Run. March 5th, we have Ray and the Last Dragon. Uh, also on the 5th, we have Chaos Walking, uh, which stars Daisy Ridley and Tom Holland. Also getting Coming to America, which will be available through Amazon Prime Video, which I do need to go and watch the first one so I can review them both. Um, on March 12th, uh, that's confusing. It's saying Cherry's coming out on the 12th also, but I don't know. Um, Godzilla vs. Kong is coming out on the 26th, HBO Max, and in theaters. Nobody starring, uh, uh, shoot, what's his name? Better Call Saul guy. Oh, that's really good. Bob Odenkirk, there we go. Uh, Nobody starring him. And then on, uh, H... Why well, I cannot talk, apparently. April 16th, um, 
Mortal Kombat is coming out on HBO Max and in theaters. Black Widow is coming on May coming out on May seventh. Hopefully, um, May twenty first we got Free Guy and Spiral. May twenty eighth we have Corella, which we just got the trailer for. Talking about that in just a bit. Uh, also have uh, the new Fast and Furious movie, Fast Nine or F nine. Um, June fourth. Conjuring, Devil Made Me Do It, um, Luca coming out on June 18th, as well as In the Heights on June 25th, hey, that's my birthday, Venom, Let There Be Carnage, July 2nd, Minions Rise of Guru, as well as Top Gun Maverick, July 9th, 9th uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, as well as The Forever Purge, July 16th, Cinderella starring Camille Cabello, as well as Space Jam A New Legacy, which will be on HBO Max and in theaters same day. Um, July 23rd, we have The Tomorrow War with Chris Pratt. I believe it's Chris Pratt. Uh, July 30th, we have The Jungle Cruise. August 6th, we have The Suicide Squad, as well as Hotel Transylvania 4. August 13th, we have Deep Water, Respect, R-E-S-B-C. ECT. Just fucked that up. Don't breathe too. Um, August 20th, we have The Kingsman, as well as the Paw Patrol movie, which I'm very excited for. Not really. And The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard, uh, which I didn't didn't care for. The Hitman's Bodyguard, so not really excited for that. But I'll probably watch it anyways. August 27th, we have Candyman. Um, September 3rd, Jack S4. September 17th, Quiet Place Part 2, and The Boss Baby, Family Business, also looking forward to that, (laughs) not really, Uh, as well as Death on the Nile and The Man from Toronto. September 24th, we have the My Little Pony movie, Oh Hell Yeah, and The Many Saints of Newark. October 1st, we have Dune and Adam's Family 2. October 8th, we have No Time to Die. October 15th, Halloween Kills. October 22nd, Snake Eyes. Uh, and last night in Soho, we have November 5th, Clifford the Big Red Dog and the Eternals. November 11th, Ghostbusters Afterlife and Peter Rabbit 2. November 19th, Mission Impossible 7, King Richard. And uh, what else? November 24th, Encanto from uh, well, Disney. Um, December 10th, West Side Story. December 17th, Spider-Man 3. December 22nd, The Nightingale, The Matrix 4, Sing 2. So yeah, I just went through all of that. Just because I was kind of curious and also I don't think I've really gone over that on the podcast. But yeah, for next week I'll be reviewing, hopefully, again, the X-Men franchise as well as Tom and Jerry and Cherry. That rhymes. Um... Also, yeah, if I don't end up reviewing the X-Men franchise, then I might end up just reviewing a few of the movies, whatever I end up getting done. Uh, And then after I do finish that franchise, I'll probably either do a tier list or I'll just do a ranking of them because there's not as many movies in that as there is in like the MCU and, and, uh, you know, other things that I've done tier lists for. So, yeah, um... Let's cut to the intro music. 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it.
All right, so right off the bat, we have some movie news regarding movies in general, as well as some Marvel news and DC news. Uh, so let's just start with comicbook.com reports. There's a rumor going around that Jennifer Lawrence is going to play Sue Storm in the MCU. And uh, I believe they're going to be filming that in Austra- uh, Fantastic Four in Australia after Thor Love and Thunder. Uh, don't know if that's true or not, but I would like her as that character. Obviously, she's already been in the X-Men as Mystique slash Raven, but um, I don't think that'll be a problem because that's separate from the MCU, obviously. So, uh, yeah, I would like her as Sue Storm. And um, a lot of people wanted Emily Blunt and John Krasinski as Sue Storm and uh, Mr. Fantastic. But to be honest, I mean, I would have liked Emily Blunt as Sue Storm, but I don't mind the casting of Jennifer Lawrence if that is who is going to be playing her. Not the biggest fan of John Krasinski as uh reed richards but i wouldn't be opposed to it if that did happen to come true um but yeah that would be interesting to see if uh jennifer lawrence does end up playing sue storm in fantastic four and in the mcu uh bit of dc news here sasha kale casted as supergirl and set to debut in the upcoming flash film as far as I know, the upcoming Flash film is supposed to be an, a live-action adaptation of the Flashpoint storyline in the comics. Um, we did get a animated film on that, but uh, we have Michael Keaton supposed to show up as Batman. So yeah, um, don't know if this will be like an alternate universe Supergirl or if it'll be set in the main universe of the DCEU, but... Sasha Kale, she's an upcoming actress. She's only been in select few things that aren't quite notable in my mind, I guess. But yeah, I'm excited about the casting and excited to see Supergirl in the Flash movie. Uh, and we also have one more piece of Marvel news here. Michael Douglas and Evangeline Lilly confirm that Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania will begin filming this summer. Um, I'm excited to see what this film will entail, the villain and just all that kind of stuff. Uh, I feel like I heard something about the villain, but I'm not even quite sure anymore. Um, I think it was like Kang the Conqueror or something, uh, and the guy from Lovecraft is supposed to be in it, if I'm remembering correctly. But we also have... uh, uh, Catherine Newton coming in as Cassie Lang. So, yeah, I'm excited to see what that movie will be like. Also, uh, we will have Janet Van Dyne having more screen time, played by, uh, what's her face? Uh, I need to look it up. One moment. And. Alright. Almost have it. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. That's who plays her in the the Ant-Man and the Wasp in MCU. Uh, But yeah, 
that's the last bit of uh, comic book movie news I have. And one more thing I just want to say. We got trailers for Mortal Kombat and Cruella. Um, Cruella being the new live-action adaptation of the character Cruella DeVille from 101 Dalmatians being played by Emma Stone. And also Mortal Kombat is the film that's supposed to come out next month, I think, or the month after, or something like that. Uh, Live-action Mortal Kombat film coming out. Um, So yeah, go check out those trailers. And uh, that's all I have for today in terms of movie news. So let's go on to reviewing WandaVision Episode 7. Alright, so the seventh episode of WandaVision, titled Breaking the Fourth Wall. So, uh, yeah, this episode is very uh, reminiscent of Modern Family and The Office. Uh, oh my god. So, I'm, I'm going straight into spoilers, so if you haven't watched it, don't listen to this, this review of it. Um, just skip ahead. Uh, and hopefully you don't end up hearing something you don't want to hear. But basically, week by week, I'm going into spoilers pretty much right off the bat. Um, so yeah. Uh, the first thing I wanted to say is, because I was just thinking about it, I loved the look that Vision gave the camera, totally reminiscent of jim from the office i'm a big office fan so i uh there's a lot of elements in here that i really appreciated like the intro music um was very reminiscent of uh of the office and uh, i was just watching the the uh new rock stars video earlier and they were saying what the other uh aspect of that intro was supposed to be like let me see if i can find it just on screen rant or something like that. Um, also, by the way, I don't know if you guys saw on my Instagram story or not, um, but I got pretty much all of the WandaVision pops. Uh, I have both the 50s Wanda and Vision, both the 70s and... Uh, <laughs> Both the 70s Wanda and Vision. Uh, both of the Halloween Wandas and Vision. Uh, there's also another 50s Vision that's a chase. Um, which, if you don't know what chase means, chase is basically just... Uh, a, basically the same version of a character, but with an alteration making it look different. And uh, it's a chase of the 50s Vision, which... The regular 50s vision is him disguised as a human, has glasses on and a hat. And the other one is with him undisguised, still wearing the suit, I believe, but with his normal vision face still being black and white, which looked pretty cool. But uh, I don't know. I kind of feel like I'm spending too much on pop figures, but also they're not that expensive. I'll probably end up asking for quite a bit for my birthday that's coming up in June. That's pretty much all I'm going to be asking for for my birthday from people I feel like is just pop figures. Um, there's also a Quicksilver, well, 
uh, Pietro Maximoff, which is in quotations, assuming, which makes me assume that he's not actually Pietro Maximoff, which I'll get into that in a minute. But um, yeah, also the 70s vision is a GameStop exclusive, so you can only get it there. Um, But yeah, I am very excited about those. And We'll be showing them off. I oh, Actually, I think I made a post of it on Instagram, so you can go check that out. Um, I'm on Instagram and Facebook at Pop Culture Podcast. So uh, I don't think it's on Facebook. It's only on Instagram. So, yeah. But uh, I was looking up. What was I looking up? Oh, yeah. Episode 7. Um, I need to get like a Jamie from, from Joe Rogan podcast. (laughs) All right. Recap. There we go. That'll help me, uh, kind of remember some stuff here. I have things written down. Now I'm starting to kind of blink on what I was trying to remember. Oh yeah. Um, there was a modern family tribute in the, the, ending of the intro and also um, happy endings uh, which was by the Russo brothers Uh, they worked on that so I thought that was interesting Uh, no I don't need this because that was the only thing I was trying to remember but let's Look at what else we got here. Uh, Darcy was sucked into the hex um, and pretty much awoken from the the mind control immediately by vision uh, once he woke up in the field, which I'm happy he's okay. Uh, but also, I have a feeling he's not going to make it past the rest of the show. Like after the show's done, I don't I don't think he's going to be there. Um, but we'll see. I really hope he is because I really love his character so much. And now that Hayward, we found out that Hayward was actually trying to bring vision back. Maybe, maybe that will happen. And, uh, yeah, either way we need to stop Hayward because that guy's really a dick. (laughs) Um, but yeah, in this episode, things are really starting to like glitch out and, uh, like the TV and the milk carton and all that is just like shifting decades and stuff like that. So Wanda seems to be less in control of her powers. Definitely um, just kind of overextended herself when it came to uh, extending the hex. Um, And it definitely is messing with her in this episode. I feel like Um then you have Agnes who takes Billy and Tommy over to her place so Wanda can have kind of a, a me day. Um, while on the outside, Monica and uh, Agent Wu are trying to get into the hex. They have this tank looking thing that they're trying to get through. Um, and then that doesn't work, so Monica just ends up going in herself and getting powers, I assume. And she's either going to be Photon or... Uh, I forget the other other name 
for her characters in the character in the comics. Uh, but she, I know, oh, Spectrum. She's either Photon or Spectrum, which I don't know which one she's going to be. Maybe Spectrum, but also could be Photon. I don't know. But she definitely has powers now, um, which I am very excited about. That that had me pretty hype. Um, also, uh, Quicksilver, Pietro Ma- Maximoff wasn't in this episode uh, for v- very long. He was only there at the end, um, which I'll talk about in just a sec. Uh, what else do we have here? Lots of fun moments with Darcy. Vision finally learns what happened on the outside and is fully aware of the situation pretty much. Um, well, not fully aware because there's things that even Darcy and them don't know. But um, he pretty much knows everything there is to know so far. Um and then you have Darcy saying, I've been watching WandaVision for the past week <laughs> and the love you have is real. And uh, I just thought that was funny because it's like watching WandaVision for the past week. Yeah, I've been watching it for the past few weeks because Disney is a fucking asshole and won't release it all at once. You know, I have my gripes with Disney, but they're still putting out good content, so I can't complain too much. Um, What else here? Um, I think I kind of went through most of it. Uh, you did have Monica showing up at, at Wanda's house and then having a confrontation outside. Uh, Agnes ends up taking her over to her house and well, ends up taking Wanda over to her house, not Monica. Um, and ends up going down in the basement after realizing her kids aren't upstairs and Agatha reveals herself to be Agatha Harkness from the comics, the villain slash witch, um, which I honestly thought wasn't going to happen anymore. But this episode very much surprised me with that. Uh, but at the same time, at a certain point, like once she started going into the basement, I was like, oh, my God, are we doing this? Are we really doing this? Because after after episode six, I was I wasn't too sure um, with the whole Halloween thing. Her being like, "Oh, your vision, you're part of the Avengers and all that." I I thought she had me fooled. She had us all fooled. I feel like, um, although I feel like some people were kind of onto her bullshit, but uh, I wasn't. Definitely after the last episode. So uh, yeah, and I'm definitely thinking Ralph is Mephisto, but we haven't seen Ralph yet. Uh, and then you have the end credit scene, uh, of Quicksilver, Pietro Maximoff catching Monica, uh, saying Snoopers going to snoop. <laughs> Basically, uh, Monica opens up the, the, the cellar basement or whatever, like the doors to the basement from the outside of the house and, looks inside a little bit but doesn't get a chance to go in before it, she's caught by quicksilver and then the episode ends so i uh, definitely thinking quicksilver is mephisto or, or some sort of anti antagonizing character um yeah i don't know honestly there's just so many thoughts in my head now um 
am I mad? Would would I be mad if uh, Evan Peters in this doesn't end up being Quicksilver from from the X Men? Not mad, just a tad bit disappointed because I love that character and I would like him to be integrated in this somehow. But at this point, I don't know if that'll happen. Probably not. I have a slight inclination that it's Mephisto, but also probably not. But I don't know. There's also the connection with the fly on the wall. Uh, when Wanda was sitting in Agnes's living room, uh, yeah, you had the rabbit, and then she looked over on the curtain. There was a fly. Apparently in the comics, Mephisto first appeared as a fly. That was that was how he first appeared. He started off as that. So could be reading into it too much, but I think that might be might be something to do with with what's gonna happen. Um Yeah, what else? Also, Yo Gabba Gabba was on the screen. I thought that was kind of funny. Um, so Yo Gabba Gabba exists inside the hex. Uh, one thing I was kind of talking about with one of my friends, I think Jacob, yeah, definitely, uh, is, and I don't know if we said this in one of the episodes when we were talking about WandaVision, but basically it's just like the way they learn the kids in there must be so different, like, because reality shifted, I wonder how many things are just like rewritten. And so, like, if they were to go outside the border or the, outside the hex, um, would they have like a huge culture shock, so to speak? Uh, I definitely think that uh, Billy, yeah, Billy is Wiccan in the comics. If I'm thinking correctly either that or he's Tommy I can never fucking remember but um yeah he would definitely have the biggest shock because he has the powers where it's just like everybody's thoughts are so loud which when he was talking to Agnes he was like you're you're quiet you know the inside of your head is quiet and I'm thinking that's because all the other people are under the mind control and uh, inside their heads, they're like screaming to get out. But inside her head, she's she's fully aware of everything that's going on, kind of pulling the strings, so to say, which she definitely is because it was revealed later on that she was. It was uh, it was Agatha all along. <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. But yeah, it was a great episode. Can't wait for the next one. The next two episodes are supposed to be an hour long, so each. Um, so, yeah, and also, like I said last time, there was a rumor that there might be a Secret 10th episode. Don't know how true that would be. Also, don't know if that would be released a week after Episode 9 or Episode 9 and 10 would release at the same time. But I don't know how true it is. I just saw it. It was just a rumor, so we'll see. I don't know. But... I'm excited to watch the unfolding of the rest of the the series here. Um, might have my friend Jacob on once the episodes wrap up to kind of talk about it as a whole. And yeah, it should be fun. But that's my review for episode 7 of 
WandaVision called Breaking the Fourth Wall. All right, so Flora and Ulysses is a 2021 film on Disney+. Plus. Uh, I'm not sure if it was going to be exclusive to Disney+, Plus when they were first making it, um, but it is now. Uh, I believe you can't watch this in the theaters, so yeah. Um, stars Matilda Lawler as Flora, Allison Hannigan as Phyllis Buckman, Ben Schwartz as George Buckman, uh, Danny Pudi, hopefully I'm saying that right, as Miller, the guy from, uh, uh, what do you call it, Community, who played, oh shoot, I always forget his name. You guys know who I'm talking about though, right? I'm going to look it up anyways because it's going to bother me. But while I do that, I'll go through uh, more of the cast here in a sec. Um, yeah, we also have Bobby Moynihan as Stanley, uh, owner of the comic book shop in the film. Um, Jesse Reed as Chad. Got Anna De- Devere Smith, hopefully I'm saying that right, as uh, Dr. Meacham, I believe. You also have Benjamin Evan Ainsworth as William, uh, which he was one of the creepy kids from Haunting of Bly Manor, uh, if you guys have watched that. And that's basically the main cast, I would say. Um, So yeah, I am going to pull up that one guy, because I can't remember what his name was in the community. Oh, yeah, Abed. Um... You guys would recognize him as Abed from Community if you uh, if you do watch this movie and if you are familiar with Community. Um, also, Allison Hannigan was on How I Met Your Mother, so that's where I'm familiar with her from. Uh, familiar, yeah, did I say that right? Familiar with, yeah, okay. And then now, obviously, Ben Schwartz. He's done a lot of awesome stuff. I believe he did some voices. For shows like uh, Bojack Horseman, um, also did the voice of Sonic in that movie that just came out last year, I believe, um, which actually was surprisingly good. Uh, did some work with Thomas Middleditch in Middleditch and Schwartz, which was a series of uh, what was it? Completely improvised comedy specials. They were basically live comedy specials where they were just doing improv. It was it was pretty fun. He was also on Space Force. Um, in the new DuckTales is Dewey. What else? American Dad. Did some voices there, I guess. Oh, yeah. Parks and Rec. Can't forget about him on that. Um, but, yeah, he's done a lot of great work. And I really like Ben Schwartz. So, pretty good cast, I would say. And, um... Here, I'll give you the premise of this film real quick. The adventures of a young girl, Flora, and a squirrel with superpowers, Ulysses. And, uh... This is a family movie. Kids movie, basically. So, I wasn't expecting it to be, like, anything great. In fact, I was kind of watching it in hopes to shit on it but i gotta say it wasn't that bad um directed by lena khan novel is uh based on the novel by kate 
Di Camillo, hopefully I'm saying that right, uh, and screenplay by Brad Copeland, which I believe, that name sounds familiar. What else has he worked on? Writer on Fernadad, I haven't seen that, and Spies in Disguise, haven't seen that either. Produced Producer on Arrested Development, which I've watched a little bit of, but... Um, why does his name sound so familiar? I don't know. Maybe I've just heard it somewhere from somebody talking about it. But yeah, I uh, just wanted to give those names out real quick and kind of give the credit where it's due. But I surprisingly enjoyed this movie. Um, it's nothing I would rush back to watch. Uh, I wouldn't say it's going to be like the best of 2021. But in terms of a kid's movie, I would say it's actually pretty good and had some elements that I really enjoyed, like Ben Schwartz and Allison Hannigan and Matilda Lawler, I would say, as Flora was was pretty good as well. Um, Daniel or Danny Pudi as Miller. I, I hope I'm saying that right. That sounds sounds like I might not be, but um he was okay. Uh, he was the aspect of the movie that set it off the rails just a tad. But I would say his character was pretty funny for the most part. And uh, yeah, based on the trailers, having this super-powered squirrel, basically, um, I was expecting it to really go off the rails and be ridiculous, but it was pretty contained. Of It was a pretty contained film. Uh, there were weren't too many moments of like all out superpowers and just like super crazy shit, but it was in there when it needed to be. And they didn't go overboard with it. Um, which I thought was good because there was definitely room to go overboard and off the rails with this, but they kept it pretty self-contained, I would say. Um, which I would have hoped for in with something with this big of a premise, also, I haven't read the book, so uh, I don't have that context. I don't know how accurate it is to the book. But, um, yeah, it's not bad. It's it's a pretty fun film. It's pretty funny, too. Like, I laughed at a lot of stuff in it. Um, I would say towards the later half of the movie was when it was starting to lose me just a tad. Not because, like, you know it was getting off the rails or anything, but just because it was, it was, it was starting to just be kind of generic in terms of like a family film. Her parents are not divorced, but you know, living separately. And there's that aspect of just like her life is kind of in a state where it's like, she kind of views the world cynically. Like she often references this book, uh, I forget what it's called, but basically she has a very cynical view on life, which she's 10 in this movie. It's a, it seemed a little weird, but I guess, you know, it, it's not impossible for a kid to be like that, but it just didn't feel very much like an actual kid. But with that aspect I didn't have much of a problem with it because they didn't overdo it, I feel like. Um, 
But yeah, I don't really have a whole lot to say on this topic. Uh, again, I was wa- watching it in hopes to review it and shit on it because it just seemed terrible from the trailers. But I would say they did a pretty good job with the, you know, balancing the tone of trying to have this somewhat family in distress kind of like, you know, parents aren't on great terms. Money's a little bit tight. Um, the thing I did find interesting is that her dad was an aspiring comic book writer that kind of lost his mojo and started working at like a kind of, uh, office supply store, I guess you could say. I think it was called Binders Keepers, which is kind of a funny, funny name for, uh, an office supply store. (laughs) Can't lie. Um, but yeah, then he has this dick manager, uh, Chad. That guy was such a dick. I hated him. And he was like, I can't do it right now. Like, like doing that and like making all those noises and stuff like that when he talks, just like integrating that. And it's like, I've never met somebody like that, but if I did, I would hate them. <laughs> so yeah, although I, I'm kind of starting to wonder if I do that when I talk now. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, I would say if you have kids, let them watch this movie. Uh there's like a comic booky slash superhero aspect to it. Um the kid is really into superheroes and then um the dad. Oh yeah, I forgot to say the mom was a novelist too, a romance novelist. But um you kind of have those aspects, so I guess that could make their kid a little bit more you know, the way they think about the world, it just shifts their, their views on the world when you're, you're brought up in a kind of house where it's about writing and, and looking into these stories and just reading and, and just all that knowledge can kind of make a kid, uh, somewhat advance in, in their way of thinking and just all that kind of stuff. So I don't know. But, yeah, I don't have a whole lot more to say on that. Um, Yeah, they name-dropped quite a few uh, Marvel characters in the beginning and throughout the film a little bit. Uh, There were some made-up characters for the movie that were made by the dad that they integrated with it, which I thought was kind of cool, but they didn't overdo it with that either. Um... Yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say on it. Again, if you have kids, let them watch this movie if they're into like superhero kind of stuff. Or if they're not, you know, either way, I think they would still kind of get something out of it. I would feel like Uh, the squirrel effects aren't bad in it. I mean, it's obvious that it's not a real squirrel, but it's it doesn't take you out of it, really. Um it kind of did remind me of Alvin and the Chipmunks a little bit, like the live action films. But uh, I would say this is definitely better because it's not, you know, annoying chipmunk voices. And also the squirrel doesn't talk in this. So um, that kind of helps not having an annoying squeaky voice. So yeah, not a terrible film. I'm surprised to say. And uh, again, I was hoping to go in it, go into it, uh, you know, 
to shit on it, but I was pleasantly surprised that it was actually funny. Especially, I, I kind of had an inclination that it wouldn't be that bad when I first looked up the cast, like, right before I watched it. And I was like, oh, this is actually a pretty decent cast. You got Allison Hannigan and Ben Schwartz, uh, um, Benjamin Evan Ainsworth. I, I had thought at first i was like isn't that the kid from blind manor i'm pretty sure and then uh i just now looked it up uh, right before i recorded this but um you know daniel pooty hope again hopefully i'm saying that right and bobby moynihan a lot of really good like comedian uh actors like comedy actors um but yeah it's worth a watch if you have disney plus uh and you like kind of superhero ish kind of stuff and you don't mind kind of like kid movies slightly. Uh, it's not not like a lot of the kids' movies these days where it's just like unbearable to watch. It has aspects in it where it makes you think and has really decent, uh, not decent, but like, I don't want to say good writing. Like the writing's good. Okay, uh, th- I guess that's fair to say. the writing The writing is pretty good in this. Uh, in terms of the comedy and the story. It's a little a tad generic, but um, overall, I think it's doing something different. So, I mean, we've never had a movie about about a superhero squirrel. So, I mean, if we have, you'll have to, you know, hit me up on Instagram or something like that or comment on this video when it goes up on YouTube and be like, oh, no, there's actually no... Uh, shut up. But... Yep, there's my review for Ulysses, Flora and Ulysses. I keep wanting to say Ulysses S. Grant. <laughs> um, Flora and Ulysses on Disney+. Plus. All right, so I put a Facebook slash Instagram story out uh, before the week of uh, this podcast being made asking for questions to answer on the podcast. So I have a few here. Um, at In Another World Pod asks... If you could eliminate one of the Star Wars movies, which would it be? My answer to that would either be The Last Jedi or Attack of the Clones. Those are the two movies that I don't really care for out of the Star Wars franchise. I didn't mind uh, Solo, a Star Wars story, so I actually quite enjoyed it. Um, out of all the movies, those two would be the ones that I would, I would eliminate. If I had to pick one, it would probably be Attack of the Clones. Um, thank you for that question. Go check out in another world pod on Instagram, uh, at Hal Rudnick from over at screen junkies asks, uh, who should replace Gina Carano? My answer to that would probably be Mila Djokovic. Hopefully I'm saying that right from the resident evil movies. While I'm not very familiar with her as an actress, haven't really seen her in anything. Based on physical appearances alone, I would say that she'd be a pretty good pick. And also, based on the fact that she does a lot of action movies, it would make sense, I would say. So, uh, thank you for that question. Go check out at Hal Runneck on Instagram. He's over on Screen Junkies, and I believe he has his own podcast now. So, go check out what he's doing. Uh, and finally, at Hayden Garza asks, 50s or 70s? I believe that was a question. Uh, I couldn't find it again for some reason, but... Uh, I would definitely say 70s. Don't really have too much of a connection with the 50s, uh, but I've seen a lot of movies and then also like watched that 70s show. 
uh, seen a lot of things from the 70s and just found that era really cool. So I would definitely go with 70s out of 50s or 70s. Um, but yeah, thank you to those people who asked some questions. I'm going to probably do that for every episode, just the week of uh, put out a story for both Facebook and Instagram asking for questions to answer on the podcast. But once again, thank you for those of you who submitted questions. Go check them out on Instagram and let's keep it going.